Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I talk about media that may or may have not aged like fine wine, and I whine about it. Um, today I'm going to be talking about Damn Yankees from 1958. Wake up, babe. They made baseball into a musical. So, Gwen Verdon is in this. Um, Bob Fosse did the choreography. So, we're in for a good time. It's musical time, babe. And it is the one with Gwen Verdon as Lola. Which is going to be great. So, I don't understand baseball at all but luckily this film has nothing to do with it (laughs) aside from being about beating the Yankees um so we open up with the opening musical number a bunch of wives and their husbands the husbands are watching um a baseball game and the wives are singing as well and they're like Oh, our husbands, half the year when baseball's on, it's like we don't even live with them. Oh, um, like they're always sat in front of the TV watching baseball, and we're sad about it. But the song's like pretty fun. The diversity in the like ensemble piece was honestly very surprising. We had like um two white couples two black couples and a japanese couple um granted the japanese couple was like very um stereotypically japanese but they were there at least <laughs> um so we have Hot dogs? Hot dogs are a thing. And for some reason, I put fellow hot dog connoisseurs disappointed in the state of hot dogs. My kind of people. Why did I write that? I have no clue as to what it relates. You know what? Okay. After the song, the main dude, he, like, goes out into the, onto his, like, balcony, not balcony, onto his, like, porch, and his wife is, like, oh, sad still, but he walks out, and he is approached by Mr. Apple, Apple, Mr. Apple something, Mr. Applegate, Mr. Applegate, he's approached by Mr. Applegate, and Mr. Applegate is, like, This is where they talk about hot dogs. And he talks about making people into great athletes. And he is like, I'm one of the worst kind of people. Like the people that you make deals with. And he brings up parking lot owners as one of the worst people. I mean, parking lot owners and landlords? (laughs) Preach, dude. 
Um, so Mr. Applegate is like, yes, I can make you into the baseball player that you always wanted to be. That little mitt that you've had in your room since you were a high schooler? Yeah, that could be you. So our main dude is like, okay, I'm like listening. Um, but what about his wife? Like, won't she be sad when he's gone? But he's like, oh, that's a problem I can worry about later. So he sings a song and he's like, um, I love you, my dear wife, um, blah, blah, blah. And he's writing like a note and he's magically turned younger by Mr. Applegate's devil magic because spoiler, he's the devil. Um, and he's doing this, he's recruiting this guy to be like the ace of the Washington Senators. Um, he's recruiting him to be the ace of their team only to take away their, like, only to take away their ace at the last minute so that everybody is like super disappointed that the Washington Senators lost because the team is also supposed to be like not great anyways but they do have heart and that comes up in a second um so main dude he's like okay i'll do it so he gets turned young and he sings a song and he writes a note to his wife and like he's like i'm going to go away for a while peace you know things that healthy couples do you know just leave each other notes and say i'm not going to be home for the foreseeable future, peace, very healthy. <laughs> um, so, also, dermatologists hate this one simple trick. That was a funny note that I had, because, you know, he turns from being, like, a 50-year-old raisin. I think he's supposed to be middle-aged, so, like, 40, 50, but not, like, a graceful 50, like, um pretty rough. The years definitely took their toll on him. But then he's turned into... And also, the his voice aged, like, fine. So, like, the voice of the main dude when he's old is, like, pretty good. But then when he turns young, man, he may have gotten his looks back. He may be hot now, but his voice has taken a turn for the worse. His voice... Like, his singing voice, like, <laughs> got worse definitely when they changed the actors um but the, oh yeah the song that he sings is see you soon old girl like i want to be called old girl by somebody like probably not the most well i guess it's endearing you wouldn't want to just call somebody hey old girl like when you walk up on the street and meet them but Definitely endearing, I guess. Um, so, then, after that, we cut to the Washington Senator's locker room. And in the locker room, we have the manager and three of the players. Um, and that's where they sing the song, We've got heart. Da, 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 do, 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 do. Very fun song, like, me too. Um, 
we've got to get better because we can't get worse. Like, that's the kind of thing I need to hear. Like, yes, I am at rock bottom, so where else is there to go but up? That's the kind of mindset. That's the kind of mindset I need, babe. Like, thank you. But it's like a cute song. Very appreciative of it. Um, and the choreography that they do is very cute. It's like a little jig. Um, <laughs> but then we have... Uh, so that was like a little bit of like a peek into the choreography that we'll get to see through the movie. But definitely can't do much with the three older actors that definitely are dancers and the older manager. But so then we get to the recruitment scene where Mr. Applegate has his young baseball star and is like, hey, manager, can we get him on the team? Because this is definitely how... um how professional sports work. You just walk up to professional sports manager and say, hey, I found this kid. Let's get him on the team right away. Definitely don't go have, you definitely don't have to go through several, several trials at that point. But the manager's like, yeah, we're actually a bit shit. So let's see what he's got. And lo and behold, Mr. Applegate made Mr. Dude, super strong, super fast. He catches everything, like, immediately. Because devil magic, duh. And he, like, hits all the home runs, no matter it, no matter if he's thrown, like, a curveball or whatever. But they call him Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe, because he's from Hannibal, Montana. The most populated city on planet Earth. Everybody knows about Hannibal, Montana. Oh my god, it's not Montana. I'm so dumb. It's Missouri. Hannibal, Missouri. I am so sorry about that. Take my American passport and citizenship away at this point. I don't deserve to be American after saying that. M-O, Mo, stands for Missouri. Not Montana. That is something I've never truly understood. Why is it M-O for Missouri when the next letter in Missouri is I? And the next letter in Montana is O. Um, anyways. Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe. That is the little nickname that they've given um, Joe, the main guy. Haven't mentioned his name yet because... Um, I honestly forgot it until I said Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe. Um, they gave him that nickname because his baseball shoes didn't work, didn't fit on his feet anymore when he turned from old to young Joe. So he was like, hey, can I borrow um, somebody's shoes? Um, because, you know, Applegate didn't bring him prepared. Should have, like, got him loaded up with, like, the most expensive gear that he could. Because, you know, he's the devil. He could probably do anything. <laughs> but no, brings shoes that don't fit. 
Um, but they have a musical number with a reporter lady called Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Mo. And this is where we actually get to see some fun Fosse choreography. Um, some experimental stuff. But it's very fun, I think. I And this is only the second, third, third? This is the third musical number in the film. And in another Fosse film, The Pajama Game. Um, we only really got one big choreographed number. Um, so this was like a treat getting a fun sort of experimental, um, dance piece. Um, there's definitely some fun things in it. Like the guy, the baseball guys, like they all cover their face and then slowly squat down. It, it, it makes no sense to the point of circling back and making sense and being fun. Um, but yeah. So then after that little number, we cut back to Joe's wife. And Joe's wife is like, I don't know where he's gone. She's just like left out high and dry. Her husband's left her. Um, I mean, that's all you can really assume, like, that your husband's left you if he literally just disappears. Because at this point, it's been, like, a couple of days and she hasn't been able to contact him or anything. And her friends are like, oh, yeah, he's left you. But she's like, no, 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 he's, like, on his, he's, like, on his, um, business trip or something. But they're like, no, girl, he's left you. And... Um, honestly, the killer sisters, her friends that said that he's never coming back are low-key good friends for tempering her expectations. Um, but next we get to see Mr. Applegate on the, on a telephone and to get the telephone to work, he keeps putting quarters in. Because, you know, back in the old, in ye olden days, you had to put your fares into the telephone machine. But this dude, he just keeps putting the coins in. Like, like he must have gone over the fare at this point. Because he puts in, like, 10 or 12 of them in. But then he gets on the phone and he's, like, ringing up his homegirl Lola. Homegirl Lola. Lola did nothing wrong. Lola deserves the world. I love Lola. Lola is the main character of this film. Um, but he's like, hey, Lola girl, um, I need you to come and seduce Joe so that um, we can take his soul and make him never want to go back to his wife. So... She's used as a homewrecker, but she's, like, on her bed when she gets the call. She's in, like, a hilarious sleeping position. She's half under the covers, but the part that's under the covers is, like, her upper body. So she's fully dressed. She has her heels on, and her head's just covered with the satin, pink satin sheets. And then she gets the call, and she just whips them off. Like, okay. But she's been in... I think 
what like I think she's been in DC working on another case that Applegate had her on so she's like okay yeah I'll be down in like two days I'll just finish up this one this one job and I'll be right there um so Mr. Applegate is like okay so oh yeah also then we get to Lola with Mr. Applegate and she's like because this is now after they've had the call and Lola was like I'll be right there now Lola's there in Washington and she is with Mr. Applegate in their little like hmm penthouse suite um so they have like a little demon penthouse suite that has little (laughs) they like housekeeper maids but the housekeeper maids are like dressed up in this is a little detail they're dressed up in like black gauze with witch hats on and they're all very short so they're just like scuttling around in the background and they only show up like one or two times but it's Whenever they come on screen, it's hilarious, but it's such a little detail. Like, I respect that a lot. But then we have Lola, and she's like, oh, yeah, I just crashed the plane and jumped out the window. You know, just girly things. Um, But then she's like, Mr. Applegate, I can do this job for sure. And then we get the best song of the film. Little Bit of Brains little bit of talent. Mm-hmm. This song, it's so good. It's such an earworm. I had this song after I watched the film in my head for a good two weeks. And Gwen Verdon, she is just so good at selling the character, having fun in the choreography, and having fun with the singing. Like, she's walking around the room and all the choreography is very precise for her because she is a dancer and she is a dancer that dances. She taught, um, well, she coached Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell on the production of Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. So she coached them in that film to with their dancing. Um, and she shows her thing in this Um, Damn Yankees film She's walking along My favorite part in the song Is when she Is standing on her bed And then she just Backflops onto the bed And it's like I would throw my back If I tried that Like I wouldn't even try to do that But Gwen She's in like her 30s When this was filmed I think she was like 35 But Homegirl does it. She's great. I love her. Um, So after best song in this, then we have... um, um, Then we cut to the locker room after one of the Washington Senator games against um, this other team that's inconsequential to the plot. And they're all like, oh my god, Joe, great job. You like saved our ass out there because... Nobody else on the team is, like, good except for him, and that's why this plan should work. So, after everybody leaves, um, they're, like, asking Joe, Hey, Joe, are you, like, going out or something? 
we haven't ever seen you go out. Are you married or something? And Joe's like, yeah, I have a girl back home. And the girl he's talking about is his old girl. <laughs> but Mr. Applegate comes into the locker room once everybody else has left with his little trump card, Lolita Fernando. Ooh. So obviously Lolita Fernando is Miss Lola. Um, but she's put on this little Cuban number. And she's very... It might be a bit racy. Well, not racy, but racist. Maybe. I don't know if it is. I think Gwen might be um, Latin. <laughs> but she comes in as Lolita Fernando. And is this is where we get the iconic... Um, whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. So Mr. Applegate leaves those two alone for Lola to work her magic. And Gwen Verdon is very precise in her movements. Like, her fingers and... Like, her fingers, her pinky. She moves her pinky in such a specific way in that dance number. Like, I don't know how she does it. I've tried moving my pinky holding it in the position that she does, but I don't know. She's some kind of witch. She's a magician. But the number is amazing. And then also in a mini documentary, I think that happened five years after they made Damn Yankees. It was like the making of Damn Yankees. So they have Gwen and Bob Fosse because they were married. Um, and they have Gwen go out and do the whatever Lola wants number. And she does it exactly how it was done in 1958. Like, same exact movements, even though she's not wearing the costume. She's not taking off the gloves that she had on in the film because she's not wearing the gloves. She does the exact same movements that she would have done if she had the skirt on. Oh, it's so amazing. Gwen Verdon, true professional. She truly is a hero. She's a she's my national treasure. <laughs> um but Lolita Fernando, unfortunately, she gets um turned down by Mr. Joe because Mr. Joe is a man of God and he does not cheat on his wife. So, after the failure of Lola, Mr. Applegate um, and Lola are talking in their little penthouse. And Mr. Applegate's like, oh, whatever Lola wants, whatever Lola gets. Like, mocking her. And it's so funny because, I don't know, it, it just truly is a moment. These two characters run the movie. They run my life. They should run the world. <laughs> Um, but now Lola's all sad because she's like, he's the first man that ever turned me down. I love him. <laughs> like, what a 180 girl. You were like, I'm going to take his heart out and eat it. And now she's like, I love him. But Mr. Applegate threatens her and he's like, well, who turned you into a beautiful woman? You were the ugliest 
girl in Provincetown. Um, by the way, Provincetown is a city. Provincetown is a city in Massachusetts. That gets me my American citizenship back after the little M.O. Missouri mishap. Um, but Lola is like all sad about that. But then Joe finds out that Mr. Appleby, Appleby? Mr. Applegate was lying about um, him getting his soul back if the Washington Senators are able to beat the New York Yankees. Mr. Applegate was lying to him about that. So now Joe is all dejected and sad about it, as you would be if you found out you wouldn't be getting your soul back. So he's like all sad. And then Lola is also like, eh. But there was also like a little... I totally skipped over the little... um the benefit the benefit scene so there before that there's a benefit scene and lola's like there as a supporter instead of as um lola um so she's there and it's like a little benefit for joe because it's like woo our hero joe from mo he's our hero he saved our team so they're having like a charity thing and there's a bunch of performers and we have a little kid choir singing the We've Gotta Have Heart song, which is super cute because kids doing stuff is cute. Um, but then we have Lola there. And this is where we get the duet scene be- between Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. Wow. This this dance is where Gwen really gets to show her stuff. I think the song is called... I, I can't remember, but it's like Mambo something. And they say Erp a lot. But I've never seen Bob Fosse dance before, so it was very fun to see him dance. But it was crazy seeing Gwen Verdon outdance him. Um, I didn't expect that, but she truly turns it out. She left it all out there, picked it all up, and threw it all out again. Um, she ate Bob Fosse up. I mean, if I were Bob Fosse, I would fall in love with her at that point too. Because this is where this is the film that they met on, and the film where they started like canoodling. Um, but Fosse was a serial cheater and very detrimental to his own marriage but that's besides the point that's for another that's for another time but now we get to the point where both Lola and Joe are dejected for different reasons Lola because he because Lola because she loves Joe and she doesn't want to break his heart but she also doesn't want to be ugly again same girl Um, then we also have Joe dejected because he can't get his soul back so Lola goes out and she meets him in a graveyard, I think. So they sit on a bench and they're like, oh, singing a song. I think it's like Two Souls Drifting. It's a very pretty song. I um, I have to say I like the song, but I cannot remember how it goes for the life of me. I mean, when you're in the same film as 
a little bit of brain, a little bit of talent. We got to have heart and whatever Lola wants. I don't think that you stand much of a chance. This movie is just stacked on stacks with great music, which is such a surprise for me because it was about baseball. And I was like, ew, I don't want to watch a film about baseball. But here it was, this literal goldmine of stuff. Um, So Joe and Lola are like, uh, we're both like, our souls are both not our own. Um, we're all depressed now. So what do you do besides kiss in that moment, right? So then they go out on a date as well to this one bar and they continue the musical number there. It turns into like um, a big like um, ensemble number. And this scene, again with the pajama game, this scene gets me mixed up with the scene in the pajama game where it's where they're all like in the um where they're all in the smoky in the smoky restaurant that this scene just like is totally that the pajama game just has too many scenes that like are in my mind but melded with another movie first elvira and now Damn Yankees. Pajama games is sort of cursed. Um, but this restaurant that they go to is like... I think it's where they go... Where people go to like... Be anonymous. So... They're like there. And they're like... Secretive. Or is that pajama game? I have no clue. And that's my problem. So I'm not going to talk any more on more about that because... I might just be spewing nonsense and lies. So I'm just going to move on from that. So he and Lola have a little moment. Um, But then comes the big day when Miss Thing has to... Miss Thing, and by Miss Thing I mean Joe, he has to beat the Yankees. Um, But Lola ends up giving Mr. Applegate a bunch of sleeping pills so that he oversleeps and isn't able to go to the Yankee Senator's game so that he can't take away Joe's powers, Um, which was the original plan, like making him old again so that the Senators end up losing. But since he was sleep-drugged by Lola, he's late. But Lola, when he wakes up, she's like, Joe! I tried to wake you up, Joe. Mr. Applegate, I tried to wake you up so many times, but you just wouldn't wake up. That's my impression of um, Gwen Verdon as Lola's voice. Um, sounds a bit like a, a messed up Kermit, but oh well. That's my fault. <laughs> but Mr. Applegate's like, oh crap, I'm late. Um, and he looks at the television that's in the room and it's like, oh my god. No way. It's already at, like, the the third quarter. Is that how baseball works? I think baseball has quarters. No, no, eighths? Uh, I don't know. But it's, like, nearing the end of the game. 
So Mr. Applegate is like, oh my god, I have to get there. But also, while I'm talking about Mr. Applegate, there's one quote from him that's like, he's getting dressed up and he puts on a hideous tie. Um, and he looks in the mirror and he's like, hmm, that looks terrible. I'll wear it. Like, also, that's just absolute behavior of a menace and an icon. Truly an inspiration to the masses. Um, but we get to the game with Mr. Applegate and Lola, and then Mr. Applegate's like, he actually turns Lola into, like, the old ugly lady from Provincetown again because she didn't do her job, and he's like, girl, I told you to do this job, and you didn't, so this is your punishment. So he takes away her, like, succubus powers. Um, and then he goes over to get a better view of the game. The game at this point, they're on, like, their... The Senators are on the field, and the Yankees are up for bat. Um, so Joe's out on the field, and he's able to catch the last ball. Um, he was able to get the winning out of the game, but right at that point, Mr. Applegate turns him all again. So he was able to win the game, but then he's old. So he's like, oh my god, I did it. But then also, nobody can see me because now I'm a completely different person to who they thought I was. So he like runs out and hides. And then he just shows up at home again. And his wife's like, oh my god, it's been like six months. Where the hell were you? But she's like, oh, anyways, I'm glad you're home again. Um... And then Mr. Applegate shows up at their house, and he just gets completely iced out and ignored by Joe. Because Mr. Applegate's like, dude, you still owe me your soul. But Joe's like, mm, I'm just going to ignore you and sing the sing a reprise of my song that I sang to my wife being an old girl to her right now. Um, I'm going to sing that to her and just ignore you. So Mr. Applegate's like, ugh. Damn it. And Lola's there as well, just standing there. Like, she's there for no reason, but I guess to see her, to see that she was able to be young and pretty again. So I guess this is a win for her. Happy ending for Lola. Um, and I guess happy ending for Joe and his wife as well. Um, so yeah, sweet ending of the film. I also left out some other parts of the plot, so I'll just go over them now. Um, so the reporter lady that's saying Hannibal Joe from Hannibal Joe Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe the lady that's saying that song she's suspicious suspicious all through the movie because there's no records of there being a Joe that played baseball from Hannibal Missouri so she's like that's so suspicious um I'm gonna do a bit of digging on this and then she finds that there was a guy in the Mexican league that was paid a bunch of money to throw the game um, after building up like a bunch of trust through his teammates. And then she takes that to the the press and then to um, the managers and owners of the Washington Senators. And is like, um, this dude is like not, he's like sus. She's like, he's sus. We should throw him into space. Um, 
but while this is happening, it's like, um, Joe and Joe also has gone earlier in the movie to visit his wife as the young Joe. And he's like, I'm looking for a place to stay. So can I stay in a room? Um, so that's like super awkward because he's staying in his own house, but as a young guy and his wife is like, still doesn't know where he is, but the friend, the wife's friends are like, Ooh, you're here and you're famous. But the wife doesn't pay attention to baseball because, um, she's a queen, (laughs) but the friends are like, Oh, he's famous. And the wife is like, he, you remind me of my husband a little bit. But then Applegate gets mad about that and makes him not stay there. But he does anyways. Because Joe is anything but obedient to the devil. Showing what a good guy he is. Um, but since now the wife knows that Joe is like a good guy and her friends like like him. Um... When the press lady takes her report on Joe actually being a not-too-great dude to the lawyers and to, like, the court and, like, to the owners, she's like, nobody even knows who he is. But um, the wife and her friends get the bright idea of going to... um, going to where this is happening and being eyewitness like testifying for him and being like no we remember him from when he was a kid yeah like talking out of their asses about it because they thought he was like a pretty chill dude um but yeah um so that all gets resolved but it's that also happens at midnight um which was when Joe was supposed supposed to be able to leave the baseball thing behind and become old again but now he actually has to um stay that way and this is why he gets depressed because he wasn't able to um escape the grasp of the devil because he was tempted by him and now he has to live with his soul being owned by the devil, and that's why he gets depressed. Um, So yeah, I don't know. That might have been like a big plot point that I just sort of skipped over, but it couldn't have been that important because I didn't remember it when I was talking through the plot earlier. Um, At least I remembered both of Lola's numbers. Both of Gwen Verdon's numbers as Lola, again, iconic. I've watched the little bit of brain, little bit of talent so many times on um, the internet as well, just because it's so great. It, it really is, like, just quintessential, quintessential. Not even, like, adjective after that, but it's just so great. It's sort of, like, when you think of a genre, you think, a genre of film, you think of specific scenes and specific song numbers if you're thinking about uh, musicals or film musicals. And for me now, it's when I think film musicals, I think little bit of brains, little bit of talent, 
whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. And a number from a different film, Flower Drum Song, Fantan Fanny. Fantan Fanny is um, a story for another time, but it's also a musical, but it's also a pretty good musical at that. Um, I'll probably also talk about Pajama Game, um, because I have notes on it, but Damn Yankees, fun film, don't underestimate it just because it's about baseball, but do, um, do respect Gwen Verdon and watch it. I've tried to find other things with Gwen Verdon in it, but I guess she just mainly did television and Broadway and not many films, which is a bit sad, but you're busy when you have to deal with like a man child as your husband and deal deal with his estate and his girlfriends and his children. So she was a busy woman, but damn Yankees, fun. Watch it for Gwen. Um, I can't really think of any of the other actors or actresses that were in it. I think really the highlight was Gwen and then Mr. Applegate. Um, because the guy that played Joe, he wasn't even in much, he wasn't even in anything after Damn Yankees. He did Damn Yankees and then he just like disappeared off the, off the face of the planet. Until 2005 when he came out as gay. Good on ya, but why didn't you keep doing stuff? Why didn't you keep doing film? Because I think it was, Damn Yankees was a pretty big commercial success as well. Um, but not enough for producers to cast Gwen Verdon in Sweet Charity, which really sucks for her, but Sweet Charity was a flop, and I'll have to watch it soon because apparently it's bad. Um, but yeah, Damn Yankees, fun, good musical, good music, um, so-and-so plot, but Lola did nothing wrong, watch it for Lola, and cheers. That was fine wine, and I hope I'll, I'll be speaking to you guys on the next episode.